0: Friends, welcome to episode 114 of Storyteller Conclave. This is a show all about helping you run the best tabletop playing game that you can. Whether you're a new storyteller or dungeon master learning the craft, or an experienced storyteller looking to take your game to the next level. I'm Sarah.
1: I'm Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I don't know. You're on vacation. I'm
0: the one on vacation. Yes. And uh, we are... Uh... Feeling feeling tired physically and great spiritually. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, we're redoing the craft room in the house. So, like, my miniature painting space, my terrain-making space and stuff like that is all getting redone this week. Yep. Taking the big trip to Ikea with your help on uh, on Saturday. So Got, it. Got to help that. you get your stuff. Man, my mini... My, I'm, I'm probably going to take some pictures and post it up on, like, our Instagram and stuff like that.
1: The, the new mini painting Oh, you space should. You should. Like, you d- do it in the layers of, like, empty space. Stuff in space, filled stuff in space. Yeah, yeah. Satisfaction. I yeah. I, I
0: really should have taken like a pre shot of the gigantic mess that was the room beforehand, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. honestly, it's a little embarrassing. So, um, uh, we had your your uh your D and D
1: game this weekend, though. We did, we did. Oh, uh, so how how do you feel that went? I felt it went pretty well. I uh-huh. feel that cuz it was literally just a boss fight. Like that's effectively what yeah. it was. Yeah. It was it was the climax the major climax to my one of my uh, quests in act 3. Um and uh a, the continuing adventure with the orcs. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, I was able to do I I was prepared virtually but not physically and so you helped me get prepared physically and uh get my uh Get my terrain and some uh, some orcs uh, painted up. Yeah, we had a at, uh, at a, a a master painting session, basically. marathon painting
0: yeah. session the night before.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that worked out honestly, fantastically. Uh, Sean three D
0: printed off a uh, a model of a uh, uh, interdimensional portal for yep. you. Yep, and you did some fine airbrushing. Got some got that painted up. Uh, employed the airbrush. I'm trying to. Uh, I was just telling you before the show. I'm trying to I'm trying to get that. Should I do some more airbrushing more and more? Yeah. So I've, I've actually got a new air compressor coming in tomorrow and such yep. like that, so.
1: Well, it'll be fun because I've been, uh, I've been, the, the next place where you guys are going mm-hmm. in the campaign uh, is actually the bowels of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh I have to start working on the terrain for those scenes. And I've got ideas. I, mm-hmm. I kind of know where I want to go with that. Um, but as I started drafting through ideas, I'm like, I, I think I have a better way to go. And I'm, I'm probably going to lean back into the same foam core that I had mm-hmm. and layering it to get the effect that I want. Okay. okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, but I, I may do it in pieces. Okay. Like sections. So sure. that it So that it works better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, really got some interesting ideas for it. I think it'll work out pretty well. Good. And I think it'll be fun. Good. Uh, for the group. Because I think seeing it physically kind was a wonderful thing for everybody to come back to as the first session physical session again.
0: It's always a good feeling um, when you put all that work into building some really nice miniatures, really mm-hmm. nice terrain so that you have it all painted up, sitting on the table looking picturesque. Yes. And having, just watching the, the expression on your players' faces when well, you it's, reveal it's that. Like, it's like bringing a fine meal to the table. Oh, it is. You know? Every, it is. Ooh, ah. Yeah. Comes off
1: of yeah. it. When You when, love that. When,
0: when you serve them, you know, risotto and beef wellington. Yeah. You know, uh, and watching everybody just look at their plates, like, I, I don't, I kind I kind of don't want to eat this because yeah, yeah. it would make it go away, yeah, you know?
1: Exactly, exactly. But uh, it felt good. There are some uh, pieces that will be getting posted up on the Instagram, so you can see that. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to do a walkthrough of the build on for the Patreon members, so you'll actually get to see from start to finish how I built the piece of terrain that I needed and uh, some of the uh, shots of the uh, individual orcs as I went through them and their yeah. stage process to kind of get a feel for... And And again, I'm not an artist. I am not an artist by any means. um, I'm terrible at color matching it's just it's not my forte, but I think it came out really well for what I wanted to get out of it. I agree I think it so came out really well, yeah. uh so yeah, I think it'll be um. I think it'll be. I think it'll be fun. I think mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of fun. So, um,
0: how do you feel like the uh, the, the the boss encounter went? Because I know you you had him all cooked <laughs> up as like a legendary creature, and you were yep. like, you gave us the warning beforehand. You're like, this is going to be an epic battle. You may die. Yep, yep. And I then we, I did do that. We killed and him on like you... turn turn three. Uh,
1: yeah. Turn three was pretty much the end of his battle, and uh, turn four was the end of the fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly. That was pretty – it was either going to be that or a slog slogfest. Mm-hmm. And it could have gone either way with dice, and you guys just had the dice. Yeah. The dice were there for you. Um, your movements are – again, you're a good coordinated group. You're, you're three acts into a story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Y- you all, know, we'll what know what you're doing. Do. Yeah, and, and you know your fortes. You know where the, when the failure points are going to come in. You know, I would one day love to see you guys have to run from a fight. Sure. Uh, but, uh, and at any point it could have turned in that direction. Honestly, the way that I saw that fight going, like I said, was, is that I had, I had a determination of what the steps were going to be in the fight regardless Mm -hmm. and how far they were willing to go. And, uh, it, it just turned in your favor and, uh, they Mm -hmm. ran. Some of them Mm -hmm. ran as soon as they realized what was going on. But I mean two turns in it's barely recognizing what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's by 12, 12
0: seconds in you've had just enough time to process you're being attacked. Right, right. let alone how how that fight's going.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh yeah, I I didn't even get to stage some of the other later parts of the fight which were definitely going to slog it out even further. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe change up how the ending would have gone, but uh I still think we had a miraculous event occur that had nothing to do with the fight.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. we got a, uh, cleric drop a, uh, divine intervention and, uh,
1: and roll a 1. And
0: rolled a 1 on it.
1: Not, not, which is, which not good. in a
0: bad way. Like, uh, for those of you not familiar, Divine Interventions for Clerics in 5th edition, you have to roll under your Cleric. It's a, it's, a, it's an ability you receive at level 10, which is where we are, mm-hmm. and you have to roll at or under your Cleric level, so it's a 10% chance of working. Yeah. And rolled a 1. Yeah. So that's good. Ro-
1: Rolled the highest possible result, uh-huh. effectively. And so on the spot, I had to come up with a solution based upon... The situation presented it's to me, basically the wish that yeah. this
0: that this that this cleric put forth, yeah, yeah,
1: which I think worked out just fine. Gave you guys the information. I think I made it as valuable as it could have possibly have been. No, I
0: think it was great. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat the outcome of that. I think, think you yeah. handled it perfectly as a storyteller. Thank you, thank so. you, thank you. Um, from a player standpoint, I thought thought the, the, the game was perfect. I thought that the, the pacing was very good. Um, Thank you. you kind of had a, a, uh, sort of like fast, like cinematic combat scene afterwards as like waves of enemies were coming at us and mm-hmm. you were like kind of breaking it down into like almost a skill challenge. Yeah. Um, where you basically asked us what, what resource we were going to consume to fight them off that wave and, right, you know, average out some damage to average out some attack rolls and stuff like that. And it, it, it felt neat. It yeah. felt like a cool departure from laying a bunch of miniatures down and then spending the next 18 hours fight adjudicating that. In, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, which I did not want for you guys after the cleanliness of the previous fight. I figured your characters are up on the hype. You know where you're at. You're very yeah. strong. You yeah. You guys were, you know, as far as, you know, uh, abilities, health, and, and spell pool, you guys were doing fine. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't see it as something that was going to be a hard turn. And you guys could have just as easily said, we're bailing. Yep. Yeah. Or we're hunkering down, or we're doing something else to 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 handle it, and you didn't. You yeah. you decided to try and push through it.
0: And as a storyteller, you read the room, you you read the mood of the, uh, of, the yep. of the scene, and you kept it you kept it rolling. So yep. it, was, it was really good. Um, and before we get started into the into the tonight's big topic, sure. Um, I wanted to just give a real big shout out to my love Sean.
1: Aww. Tomorrow is his birthday. It's close Aww. enough, and I
0: have a microphone, so y'all can hear you me. You do. A happy birthday, well,
1: you. happy birthday from the entire conclave. So.
0: So speaking of uh speaking of games, mm-hmm. um now last not not last time we played, but the time before. Um, yes, we Virtually. had a little bit of conflict break out at the table. We did. Um to give a little context, we have essentially two two subgroups within uh my within my players. Mm-hmm. One group which I will call the A team Mm -hmm. Um, likes to just do play fast and loose, play a little adventurous, not quite kick down the door without a second thought, but, um, they understand that no plan survives contact with the enemy and they, they don't put a lot of stock in just planning ahead. They just want to move the adventure forward and see what the next part of the story is. Right. Right. Um, we've got our B team though, uh, which is basically, uh, yourself and Sean Mm -hmm. mostly, um, that do like to meticulously plan. You have a lot of really cool abilities in your character sheets. Mm-hmm. You like to use those abilities in mm-hmm. fun and inventive ways. But sometimes this can go into an hour or more longer planning sessions because you're trying to convolute ways to use those abilities in an absolute optimal Rube Goldberg machine of events to have everything come out perfectly in your favor. Um, And sometimes A team and B team don't get along
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh it really grates on a team that b team can spend this much time of everybody's precious time planning and stuff like that and b team can get a little ornery or a team can get a little bit ornery about it yes this came to a head in my game and uh someone said that a team was acting like a bunch of assholes and uh feelings were hurt yes feelings were hurt and uh it was it was a moment we all kind of had to like take you know to take take a beat no it was and, it was and, a and true handle. conflict at the table, um and so i the reason I wanted to spell kind of all that out mm-hmm. is to kind of punctuate the beginning of this of this with we have both been storytelling for over twenty five years, oh God, yeah, um we've been in countless games over countless systems with countless numbers of friends mm-hmm. and uh even as recently as a month or two ago, yeah conflict like this can break out at our table yeah. so you know i i kind of want to stress that like before we even move into this this isn't like experienced people trying to tell newbies how to you know like everybody needs this lesson
1: yeah sometimes you need it. we needed this lesson. yeah and and it it almost is harder when you are that connected like if it's just a random group that you're hanging out with on occasion, maybe at your, you know, local game store mm-hmm. and you're playing, you know, once a week or even just a drop in, you know, conflict you can kind of brush off certain things and be like, eh, next time it'll be better, you know, or I won't have to deal with that person or whatever and you can kinda of roll with it. But if it's if it's a group you want to keep going with and you want to stay connected with because you like aspects of it, it's one thing. But if it's another thing, if it's been, you know, 10 plus years of friendship yeah. on top of, you know, months of playing a constant game. Mm-hmm. And then the things you forgive because they're your friends outside that you've got connections with them beyond the table. Mm-hmm. And so you forgive and you look over things until something snaps yeah. until something gives.
0: Yeah. And it's, I would say it's, there's also the complication of if you know, you know, if you hang out with your, your, your gaming friends outside of gaming,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, then the stress at the table can get brought into your outside friendship.
1: Yep, it definitely can.
0: And vice versa. Your mm-hmm. outside tensions, like if you get in an argument like if you if you play with a coworker and you get in an argument at work. Yeah. And then you have to sit
1: with them at the table Thursday night. Yeah. Or know? or worse, I have heard the uh my one of my coworkers is now my manager. Oh. And yeah. we play Thursday night games. Yeah. Yeah. So it it changes the dynamic it can make it very challenging on the other hand it can also work you can get very comfortable with those people because of that
0: right right so uh we are here to talk to you tonight about conflict resolution yes um we this is this is different from our show that we did what two weeks ago Mm
1: -hmm. um where we were talking about in-game
0: in-game conflict this is purely like none of this goes in-game this is purely players getting
1: angry with other players. Yeah. Some of it, I will say this, some of it is about in-game stuff in the sense of of what might be happening being taken out of game. Well, sure, the but
0: how, how the game is being played, being as a catalyst between hurt feelings between, right. between players, is different, though. True, true, true. Um. And I, I want to just start this discussion by saying that the storyteller is a player. Yes. So when very we say players, so. we are including the storyteller in this because uh, it really doesn't matter. We're all we're all yep. essentially people at the table playing the same game. Yeah. Um. And so the station of storyteller doesn't really matter as much.
1: No. In no. In
0: a lot of these instances. So, um, what conflicts? Oh, what what, uh, what conflicts constitute at the table?
1: Um, what constitutes? I think Conflict. the first thing that most people think of that's the easiest thing are rules debates. Yeah. And I, I the debate part of that gets challenging. <laughs> it does.
0: It does. Because both people want to be right.
1: Yeah. Or believe strongly that they are. Mm-hmm. And that's where the debate side of it comes in. But at the same time, uh, there's the, the, the age-old, like, I'm going to debate you, but your point is mute because I'm the GM and I can just make a decision. Mute. Yes. But...
0: Um, uh, yeah, and and I would say that's that's gotten a lot worse in the the, the age of social media. Mm-hmm. When you know someone can be like, "Well, I don't care what you say." Jeremy Crawford said that the ruling is this oh, on a tweet f- in 2018.
1: Also, that's not what Matt Mercer does.
0: Uh, yeah, oh, that that's also not how Matt Mercer does it, or whatever. But right. it's like it's like okay. I'm the storyteller. I'm the one who says how the rules play out here. So if you don't like it, we can discuss it after the game. But that's my untable table of ruling. Yeah, I don't really give a crap what Matt Merles or or Jeremy Crawford or Matt Mercer does. Yeah, you know,
1: or Koval or any number of the other ones. So. Ex- exactly. Um, um,
0: uh, I know sometimes like um, you know, like, like I said that the tactical decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking a lot of time Uh, Mm -hmm. that's 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 a big one that i've seen not just at our table but in many other tables where Mm -hmm. you want to plan things to death and people just they don't they don't want to sit there and do a a three-hour long planning session right right um you've even seen like you've seen that happen on critical role too yeah you know travis willingham is, is 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 famous for being the big button pusher on that uh on that show and people will get into big like you know okay well we could do this and we could do that well what if we did this and you'll just see travis be like okay i kicked i kicked on the door i pushed the button right uh i, I do whatever I, I am the inciting incident we're going now mm-hmm. you know because he gets bored and, mm-hmm. and rightly so yep yep um you made a note here. players making taking uh making comments after game mm-hmm. the storyteller other players what hustle was acting like basically crap talking yeah uh, behind people's back and stuff yeah. like that um, yeah. Yeah. always creates a, a lot of sour attitudes.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there, there's one that I've seen as a common commonality, and that's the players who want to reschedule the whole game because something else in their life is important, mm-hmm. but also the game's important to them, but they don't think it's as important for everyone else to have their time. So they'll they'll want to reschedule, but not necessarily fit the other schedules of the other people because it's their game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm not even talking about the storyteller wanting to reschedule. That's a whole other thing altogether. But
0: I've got something going on that day. Oh, Okay, so we can reschedule to maybe the next weekend. Actually, I have something going on that day. Well, that's okay. We can just play without you,
1: without the other person. Oh, so it's other...
0: okay to play without them, but we have to reschedule for you. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. I, I, I've seen that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who don't role play like you. Or consider your role play the wrong way. Your fun is wrong. Yeah.
0: Now that that's a double edged sword, right? Because sometimes you get people who are, you know, the snooty. Your fun is wrong, sort of. No, no, you're doing D and D wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, then you've also got people who are do RP disruptively. Yes. At the table, and their RP really is wrong because they need to stop.
1: You yeah. Know? And I think that kind of lends into the people who deliberately disrupt. Role play of other players because there's a vendetta maybe there or a revenge there. Even the people who join games to revenge the DM, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't like their DM style or they think that they should be taken down. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, if you're going into a game antagonistic, which I am 100% culpable for in my earlier days, I've played games with DMs just to mess with them.
0: I think, I think I've done that. Like, I have do- done that before, but... It's always been the like I'm quitting at the end of the night, but tonight, oh god, yeah. But but tonight, tonight I'm going to be salty about it. Yep, exactly. Bef- before I quit,
1: exactly. You um,
0: know. Let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, here's another one. Uh, players getting defensive or silent because mm-hmm. um or or outright leaving, um because they they get, they feel put on the spot. Yep. Like they came to play D and D, but they don't want to participate.
1: At the same time, they're not prepared for it. They didn't yeah. know that they were were that this was part of it like they they didn't see it this way
0: like you just you just want to roll some dice but you don't want to actually interact with anything and well you know again
1: they want to be part of critical role they just don't want to be part of critical role yep and that's i always find those you know they they don't realize that they have to be involved Mm -hmm. that they are part of the story yeah um and uh yeah it's it's a challenging place to sit
0: uh, and I think kind of kind of along that line, like um, uh, I know this 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 one uh, for for both you and I has caused some friction between players and ourselves. Yeah, is players showing up to our games like unprepared to play the game? Yeah, you know, asking them to do things like uh, know the rules, mm-hmm. know their characters' abilities, prepare their spells, um, understand how their magic items work,
1: things like that. Yeah, I um, think I think DMs. Who have players like that feel more frustrated because they've spent sometimes days preparing? Oh yeah, and bringing things together, and and hosting, and getting everything ready, only to have a player come in and be like, "Eh, I, I'm sorry, I'm not ready. Not sorry, I'm just going to play."
0: Yeah, yeah, and and,
1: and be kind of here.
0: And it's it's like we know we 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 take all this time to prepare how everything in the game system works, and we need to be able to adjudicate all of the rules. And it's like, you've got a wand of magic missiles. All you have to do is read the, the the three lines of how that wand of magic missiles works. Yep. It's right there on your character sheet. Yep. Why is that harder for you to do than me doing all of my game prep in general and knowing the system backwards and forwards, you know? And 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 then players will get salty about that. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, I don't I don't know these things. Well, why not? It's you know, and, and so that that yep. can you, so you you'll, already feel it? You'll, you'll already get feel salt. It. You'll get salt on both sides because the player will get snippy with the storyteller for asking them, yeah. to do these things. Yep. You know, and I know we're all busy, but like, come on.
1: Yeah, you know? I mean it's 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 a simple ask. Yeah. But it has to be an ask. We'll get to that. But yep. And then the whole issue, regardless of the way you look at it, bringing outside conflict in, whether it's your stress yeah. from work, whether it's the stress of another player, whether it's stuff that just happened. You know, any number of things, bringing it at the table or not acknowledging that you're bringing it to the table and still playing with it clearly the as the elephant in the room that everyone is feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, a, a lot of times it is easier to just bow out, mm-hmm. but you don't do it because you've got to game.
0: Yep. And and you know and it and it made it's it's difficult to reschedule, especially when you're all adults and you got you know things going on. Like I mean, trying to schedule our our, our game. I've got my session zero coming up August, you know, what August seventh or something like that. And like I was amazed I was able to wedge that that in 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 August because our we're booked. Mm-hmm. All of us are booked through yeah. August. Yeah. Like you you wanted your next game It's going to be two months away. You know. Yeah
1: it's 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 not until the beginning of September. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, you know, and and then when you think like, well, I've just got a crappy attitude today. What am I going to, I'm going to scrap the entire game. Right. Ask them to reschedule around me. Right. Or maybe I can just tough through it. Right. But then you bring that crappy attitude to the game and you're sitting there all sullen and withdrawn and snippy and Mm -hmm. all one word answer-y.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, and, and you bring that vibe to everybody else.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that this kind of then allows us to kind of break through a few of these and talk about how to handle them, I I think that one, if we want to work backwards in order a little bit in that, is preparing yourself. Like, if you're getting dressed because you know you're going out to dinner with friends, and it's something you're looking forward to, You know, you you shower, you dress, you prepare yourself. You're Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go out with my friends. I'm going to have a good time. You know, I I had a kind of a bad day. I'm going to let them know that. Uh, But at the same time, I'm also going to try and leave that behind. Yeah. And I'm going to do something about it. That's the attitude you need to bring to gaming. It's no different. Look, there have been plenty of times,
0: especially when I was uh, dealing with really depressive episodes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, where I showed up to your place practically in tears just because i was just so anxiety and depression ridden on the drive over yeah and i but but i leaned into the game mm-hmm. and i allowed the game to be my distraction and my elevation away from those troubles right you know and so you, you gotta
1: let go of it if you're doing
0: that that's yeah. that's the trick yeah you have to let go of it
1: yeah but you have to acknowledge that you have it and sometimes that's one of the hardest things to do mm-hmm. one of the hardest things is to recognize like you know, oh, I, I've gotten myself wrapped up in all this stress, but I'm not realizing how much I'm carrying it with me and dropping it off in other people's hands.
0: Exactly. And if you do drop it off in other people's laps, then you you need to you need to handle that. You need to be an adult and stand up and, and take responsibility. For so
1: it. S- straight up, it, be mentally prepared mm-hmm. that when you're stepping in, that whether it's your situation or someone else's situation, it there's it's going to suck. Yeah. Like, you, you've you got to handle one way or the other. Right. Because um, um, the, the, the only other option,
0: other than not handling the conflict when it breaks out at your table, is avoiding it. Yeah. And then it is just going to fester. Yes. It is just going to. There's going to be resentment. That resentment will build. People will see it wasn't handled, and they'll mm-hmm. resent that it didn't get handled. And they won't talk about it even more then. Exactly. So rip, mentally prepare yourself. Say, this is going to suck. We're all going to have to have an adult conversation mm-hmm. and rip the Band-Aid off.
1: Yeah, because there's so many times when you're like, oh, my boss. you know, this other co-workers doing these things. Well, have you talked to your manager about it? No, because he's not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you tried? Have you asked him? Well, no, because none of my managers managers have ever done that before. Okay, well, then you're going to get the same result. Yeah. You- until, you until you step forward and break the cycle, or try and break the cycle and know the answer, then...
0: That old that old thing. Uh, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take.
1: Exactly. Uh, you, exactly. Will re-
0: you will resolve zero percent of the problems that you don't address. Right. Or, or that you do
1: address. You know what I mean. Yeah. Nope. We're with you. We're with you. You will not so. resolve a
0: situation unless you address
1: it. So then, after you know, you you've you've now got the de-escalation situation at that point because you're you're in it. Mm-hmm. At some level, whether it's the breadth of the issue, whether it's you uh, bringing up the issue, whether it's you know something that got misheard, something that got misunderstood, something that was clearly not meant to come out in the way that it did, mm-hmm. um, or or you're recognizing that it's starting to come out of control, or you're recognizing someone else's situation is kind of control, as as all things do happen, we tend to raise voices. Yep, and some people either carry that voice and raise it or other people just shut down either way. That is not a proper response. That's a, yeah. you're, you're, neg- you're, 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 gaining the same strength, strength issues. As you're still butting against each other. Yeah. I mean, you know? uh,
0: in, in, in any situation, which, which emotions start getting heightened, um, you're going to start bumping up into the fight, flight or, or freeze, uh, uh right. responses. Um, where, you know, a lot of times, especially if it's just verbal, especially if it's just among friends, you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to pick fight because yeah. you see yourself as equals to these other people mm-hmm. and you're going to try to stand up for yourself against what you see as them being wrong. Mm-hmm. And so fight's going to come out and the monkey as, effect as, yeah, as, as emotions get a little higher you're going to start raising your voice. You're going to start using dirty language. You're going to start calling people insults, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, your flight people are going to be like, I don't even want to be part of this and mm-hmm. walk away from the table. Still escalated in the game. Yeah. Um, and friends and you removing know. themselves from any resolution is Correct. the thing because you know?
1: it's too stressful to meet that resolution. Ex- exactly. Yep.
0: But by not being part of the resolution, they're not helping resolve the situation, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, of course, the 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 freeze people are the people who just kind of shut down. Yep. And uh,
1: it's a form of
0: of flight. It's it's a it's a form of flight. But yeah, if you feel you can't get away, you'll you'll typically freeze instead. Yeah. And become the smallest target you possibly can. Yep.
1: yep. Um,
0: so you want to de-escalate the situation. Um, you know, obviously you urge people to lower your tones. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's let's just keep this on a civil level. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to try to you know urge them to not throw insults. Mm-hmm keep it to factual you know statements addressing actual issues mm-hmm. um and one of the ones that i like uh, is encourage people to use i statements yeah um, no that was pretty it, common it sounds like a cliche because you see it in a lot of like um like therapy scenes and tv mm-hmm. shows and so on like let's let's try to use i statements but it's super helpful because it makes you focus on yourself and your own involvement in the conflict yeah. without making assumptions about what the other... Like, you're not trying to put words in another person's mouth. Well, you right. said this, you meant that, you did this, I perceived you here to say this, mm-hmm. I perceived you meaning this, mm-hmm. at which point that allows you to say, well, I didn't mean this, right. I meant that. Oh, now suddenly I see why Yep, this was all a misunderstanding.
1: Also, just forcing people to use I statements literally pushes them back to the front of their mind, mm-hmm. because... Instead of it becoming a defensive monkey brain, quick response, gut instinct, um, sometimes our programmed responses, what we were taught as children, you know, early in our life, how we're supposed to respond to things, um, whether it's aggressively, tactically, you know, defensively, whatever, mm-hmm. um, it forces you to kind of reset for a second and be like, well, I can't say that because I'm using a you statement, you know? Yeah. And so you have to recalculate everything. Yeah. And that recalculation sometimes is just enough of a reset to start pulling you out of your monkey brain and back into your frontal lobe Yeah. enough to recognize where you're at. And I've, I've watched it happen. I've watched people just kind of shift their whole frame of thought on that. It also, in a way, centers you. Because mm-hmm.
0: it forces you to take stock of your own emotions, yep. placing all of your focus on yourself and your own situation, your own emotional state, you know, uh, 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 state of being, yep. and such like that. Suddenly, you're now kind of taking stock of like, well, what ammunition do I have to throw into this argument? And you're like, okay, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, I did this, I think this, and suddenly you're like, yep. oh, okay. And it's lot almost of, a little zen.
1: I've watched a lot of people go from zen to immediate regret, mm-hmm. but defensive regret, yeah, and just want to backpedal and run away from the situation, which again is a a flight response. That's yeah, common. sure, sure. The look, trick is is ke- keeping through that situation. You're ashamed
0: because you realize you were the instigator of the situation, and right. and you don't, you know, it it does it does take a big person to say like, hey guys, that was that was my bad. I'm really sorry for snapping. Yep, you know. But it's necessary. You, yeah. know? you need to be able to just stand up and be like, all right, I, I own this
1: one. I apologize. But you got to get down. It's it, it, Once you've gotten to that I statement mm-hmm. even level, sometimes it's good to just pause right there. Yeah. Like break for 5, 10, 30 minutes. Yeah. Get yeah. yourself some water. Maybe go to the bathroom. Grab something to eat maybe. You know, the whole joke of, you know, do you need a Snickers bar? Is a thing. It's a. It's actually a thing. Yeah. It's totally a thing. There are so many times when I, when I've looked back at events and been like, I, I think I was just hungry. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know where I was at that moment in time. But after I ate, I was okay.
0: To say uh, if if uh, if you hate everyone eat something right if if you think everyone hates you take a nap right right and if you hate yourself take a shower yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah again you just need time you need to step away from the situation yep um and i i think all of those are really good things but i think the best thing that sometimes you can do as an as a perspective person in these situations is remind the people at the table we're all friends we're all friends we're all friends yes and that's That sometimes just has to come back around because knowing that, getting that back into the pool can remind everyone, like, hey, this is okay. Yeah. We can work through this. Friends have disagreements. These are just words. Yeah
0: yeah they're just yeah. words emotions happen we yeah. all have them friends say words sometimes those words don't hit the friends quite the way that we want them to correct of yep. but the important thing is not that we don't hurt our friends but that we take our responsibility for hurting our friends and that we work yep. to make things better afterwards yeah um i think the, the 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 big thing to the walk away and take a break have a snickers we're not sponsored by snickers by the way not in the least um uh, you know, but, but get yourself a snack. Go to the bathroom. Right. You know, kind of cool yourself, calm yourself, but also see to your personal needs. Mm-hmm. Um, is agree to come back after the break.
1: Always. Always come like, back to the negotiations table because any good negotiator will tell you that that no matter how hot the situation gets when you break, you come back. You don't break the negotiations table
0: and and set those expectations too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we are going to take a ten minute break. Yep. Okay. We will meet back here at one thirty PM mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this. But everybody please see to your own personal needs, take yeah. a breather, collect your thoughts, and yeah. we'll we'll reconvene then.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And when you do, it's going to suck. Uh-huh. That situation, the the however you move through that resolution, whether it is to pause whatever was going on. And box it up and say, okay, we're going to handle this later. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's just do this and move on, you know, or you work through it in a timely manner of saying, okay, are we, are we settled enough that we can step forward with Mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a, a disagreement about tactics or rule or whatever, sometimes you do have to package it up into a smaller negotiation, a compromise and step on and return to it later. But that stepping is hard. Yeah. And it takes everyone being big people to do it yeah yeah um and sometimes
0: look sometimes you're going to come back from your 10 minute break or 20 minute break whatever and the situation is going to still be too hot you know you're gonna you're gonna come back and people are going to still be upset with each other um heated words are still going to be being said uh people aren't just you know maybe there just wasn't enough time to pull yourself out of it or whatever and that's fine like at that point maybe just adjourn the game clearly it's not going to happen People aren't going to be having fun, so don't force it. Right, just walk away, give it a few days. But again, make sure you come back to it.
1: Yeah, no, nobody leaves the game right because of the situation.
0: Check back with your friends the day after. Check back with them two days after. Um, I remember doing that with with you and mm-hmm. uh, and the A team. Yep. I was like, okay, have I? I know, I know. The A team said that they weren't gonna, you know, that they were they were upset with you, mm-hmm. um, and that they were not really willing to talk to you at this moment. Nope. Which was kind of big because you yep. and the A team are pretty uh pretty tight. Pretty tight. Yeah. Um And we so, still are now. So I was but I was I was so I was a little I was a little concerned. Yep. Yep. Um but you know and then I checked back a day or two later and I was like, have you had a chance to mm-hmm. to say this? Like, oh yep, yep. Me yep. and the A team worked it out and we are uh there was still tension? There, there's still tension. There's yep. still hurt feelings. Like it didn't make it go away. No. But no. at least at least you two came to an understanding that mm-hmm. it was you you were hot headed because of um, some stress from work and stuff mm-hmm. like that that was bleeding into your game stuff like that way you, more than I expected. You did not realize how far it had bled into your your attitude mm-hmm. and your vibe, um, and uh, uh, you you just you snapped. Yeah, I monkeyed right out, and that's what that's what came to. But at the same time, though, we also looked at the root cause. Yeah, we said okay, okay, cl- so clearly, I mean, on one hand, we, we we talked about how your work stress was bleeding into your game. Yeah. Okay, cool. Stuff happens. Yeah. But at the same time, what was the inciting incident that caused the stress to escalate to that point? Yeah. And that was another one of these planning sessions that was just going on and on and on. Yeah. So we got to talking as a group, hardcore, about like, okay, how do we keep planning sessions to a minimum and make everybody feel involved? Yeah, and make, it was a great compromise, and it yeah. was an amazing compromise. And I think it's a game mechanic that everybody needs to use. Mm-hmm. Um, we we brought it up earlier. It's that the, the
1: apples to apples method. Yeah, everybody I don't want to a... get into it because we we've got a lot. All right, more to all right, all right, all right, all right. But all right, I think right. it's but, good. We but, we but went but into still, it. Go back we, listen to the other episode.
0: We uh, but 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 we we talked about the inciting incident as well as what caused the stress overflow.
1: Yeah, and it was the compromise that seemed uh, that happened afterward, even about the inciting incident, that made everything work out and come together. Yeah. Absolutely, yep. yep. No, I agree, one hundred percent. Absolutely, and uh, next game session afterwards, I think the proof was in the pudding. Well, one hundred percent. We had a great time. Yeah, but I mean, even just that—that that step back in—is that finding how you can check everybody, mm-hmm. find the people who ha- who who clearly need time to relax or need something to fidget with or need just a few moments or need a little bit of food or need a little bit of water and help them. Mm-hmm. G- give them what they need to be able to recover and be part of the situation. Yeah.
0: We had, we had a, what another another play that was just being very surly Yeah, a lot of times during game yeah. and like literally putting out a snack tray solved that entire problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I Every game now will make sure if I am with my group, there will always be food for everyone to munch on because mm-hmm. I don't know where we're at coming to the game, but that is one thing I can always take care of. Food and water will always be available. Yep. It is not that much for me to take care of. And even if it's not my game, mm-hmm. I will make sure it's available. Yeah. And and keep an eye out for that because some people will get involved and forget where they're at. Yeah, exactly. So. So,
0: Rob. Yes. This all sounds like it sucks. It does. How do we stop this from happening in the first place? Mm what are What are some methods to kind of cut this all off at the past, be a little proactive about conflict resolution so you don't have to ever get to the point where you're telling people to take a break and walk away and stop you know shouting epithets at each other?
1: Uh, I think one of the biggest things uh, is setting expectations. Yeah. I mean, as a storyteller, you're doing that. But mm-hmm. I think as a group, it's good to do that. If you come in and a storyteller is not setting expectations on rules, what's expected, how players should interact with each other, what, what you're good with. I mean, sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, we're going to be playing this Pulp Adventure game. Uh, there's going to be mobsters and some other stuff. You know, uh, there's a, a ruling class that treats everybody like shit. And you could just be like, time out. Can we not have slavery in this? Can we just? Not do that. Yeah, I don't want to know about bound. You know, people being bound up or or gagged. Or, yeah, we like just there, avoid pl- all that. There's
0: plenty of ways of making someone a big bad evil guy without trading. You know, people as property.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. You know, or 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 treating them like cra- you know crap and kicking them around on chains and stuff. I just right. I don't need that. Having that as a boundary and expectation when the game starts, yeah, the storytelling going be like, oh, scratch, scratch, scratch. Okay, yeah, but I got yeah. that.
0: That's that's one of the big reasons why um you'll never find like racism or, or like o- o- overt racism, sexism mm-hmm. or uh, homophobia as a uh, uh as a plot device in any of my games. Yep, there's way too much of that in real life. Yep, yep, way too much of that in real life. So my my villains will be evil. They will want to conquer the world and maybe burn it in flames. But you know what? If a same sex couple shows up, he supports them.
1: Yep. In in my case, I do not have bullying. Mm-hmm. It is something I avo- abhor and uh, and avoid. Like yeah, every major you know early eighties movie of the you know brawny guy kicking around the the scrawny guy who eventually wins over everything in mm-hmm. some way. You know, I hated all of that. I, 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 it just stresses the heck out of me.
0: I'll never bully a player, but I will have one NPC bully another because everybody loves punching
1: the bully. You know, and I there's a certain aspect of that I'm okay with it, but I won't... I, I will make it uh, part of the story and mm-hmm. not part of a scene. So yeah. it, it'll never yeah. be something direct that the players will ever interact with. They'll never have yeah. a direct bully. I've had bullies in my game, yeah. definitely, yeah. but it's always been something that was clearly identifiable mm-hmm. as that's what's going on and without me instigating the words and forcing it.
0: Yeah. 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 So, but you know, but we, but we've all got our, all, all got our, 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 our lines, to our, cross, triggers you know, as well. that, our triggers as so, well. Our triggers and stuff like that. And so.
1: recognizing sometimes that some people don't have a voice for their triggers. Yeah. And, and helping into being like, are you going to be okay with that? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you comfortable with us going on this seafaring voyage that may involve us dropping into the water and possibly gurgling to our death? You, you're not go with that? Like I, okay, I am, okay. I'm right up to
0: the point where you said gurgling to death. Exactly. See, okay. boom. Now we know. Okay. Now we know. <laughs> now I know. If you yep. drop into the water, it cannot be the peril that, that you know. Correct. It, it may be a device that carries you from one place to another, yeah. but you will not die in the
1: water. Cool. Yeah. I I read a story about a player who came to, I believe it was a cyberpunk game. Mm-hmm. And literally, they like, they were going through everybody's lists, you know, like, okay, you know, I need to know from everybody, one of your... Uh, boundaries, one of your triggers, you know, just so that I know not to go anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, everybody at the tables looking at each other, like, well, I really don't have any. And he's like, I'm sure there's something you have. Just think about it. If it comes up at session, you know, before session zero, please let me know. I, you know, you send it to me in a note and whatever. And, uh, at his session zero, like there, one of the players had just been really quiet and had not said anything. And he's playing uh, the rigor of all things. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: so a, a, a rigger real quick yes, is, uh, is someone who um, uses like cybernetics and stuff, of like their virtual
1: reality to control uh, multiple like, drones and vehicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. The wheel man, if you will, in most cases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he flat out sat down at the table and said, uh, and he was a young guy. who's just like, um, uh, I don't want any improvised weapons anywhere along our path that I'm mm-hmm. driving. I, I don't want you to you know if something explodes it better be something that i recognize it could be you know make it a freaking missile make it something else but literally don't just tell me the side of the road explodes yeah and they're all like oh like we're talking like you know roadside bomb he's like yeah those exact words never ever ever mm-hmm. and they were like okay yeah i i i can work with that and it wasn't until about uh 10 or 12 sessions in that they were doing a road chase and the DM was just like "Uh, so you guys are cruising along everything seems to be going well and uh, chopper comes out of nowhere uh, comes over the edge of the rise and fires two missiles in on you as an ambush mm-hmm. and just, just decimates the road in front of you. Please make a, you know, tactical save. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, that's, like, we should have been able to catch it on radar. And, you know, the, the player who's the rigger is like, okay. And just makes his rolls, fails, you know, they they end up tumbling off of it. And he's like, okay. And then you guys are going to uh, pick up uh, next session uh, uh, recovering out of the, the rubble. You'll make some rolls and, and have some exhaustion, a few wounds. Mm-hmm just skipped that whole scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the player came to him afterward, like, you know, I think like a a day later and was just like, I want to thank you for just stopping and restarting the game. He's like, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't want to dive into this, but like, I, I want to know the edge of it. He's like, mm-hmm. Oh, my brother died from a roadside bomb. And he was like, Oh crap. I am okay. That 100%. he's like, no, you handled that perfectly. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. I, it was stressful right up to the moment that you told me what was going on. And I'm like, that is where boundaries help everyone. Mm-hmm. And that that was somebody who'd never played with that guy. Yeah, absolutely. So.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, setting proper expectations, not just, um, not just for, like, triggers and stuff of like that, but yeah. also, you know, like you said, like, little things like, what do you bring to the table? How prepared are you expected to be for the game? Are you expected to know the rules for the game, et cetera, et cetera? And, what's the and, level and... of role play? Yeah, what's the lo- what's, what's the level of, of role play exactly? Are we, are we just, you know, sheisting around while we, mm-hmm. while we crawl through a dungeon, or are we... Are yeah. we doing
1: this? Yeah. You know, you know or, or is this improvised theater? Right. Is this improvised theater? Are you expecting us to pull our stories? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a thing.
0: Um, so managing those expectations is good. Um, mm-hmm. And then also check yourself first. Always. You're always your first point of contact, uh, uh, contact to any conflict. Um, if you find yourself getting upset, angry, anxious, tense, um, take a moment to like, once you've recognized that, take a step back. Yep. And just, if you need to excuse yourself from the table, Like I said, grab a bite to eat, go to the bathroom, just splash some cool water on your face or something, Um, but uh, make sure you're managing yourself as a point of contact with the Mm -hmm. conflict because you're the only thing you can control there, truly. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I think the other part of that is being prepared as any player at the table, storyteller included, all all players at the table, being prepared to be the adult in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. So you check yourself, so you can be that adult in the room if you yes, need to be.
0: Exactly. So if if everybody else goes goes completely feral at each other, at least you can be the one who's like, "Please, remain seated." <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Um, and the other thing we we always harp on one hundred percent. Always harp on this one is communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is ninety percent of, of issues can be resolved just simply by you know by by communicating your needs by yeah. communicating your emotions mm-hmm. and things like that um and communicating your expectations um you should be comfortable at your table explaining your limits mm-hmm. and requesting accommodations yes 100%. and i don't i don't even just mean um you know, things like we were discussing with the triggers and stuff like yeah. that. You know, clearly that that's a great example, great example of discussing your your limitation. I cannot be exposed to this sort of subject matter. And requesting the accommodation that the storyteller never include that as a story element. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But um, what about one of our players being uh, hard of hearing? Yeah. Shift a um, shift position at the table. Having trouble hearing me, especially when I was doing accents in low mm-hmm. tones. Mm-hmm um find a good spot at the table that was far enough away that they could hear but not so far that they were struggling to hear yep um and gave me the feedback that certain accents i was doing for an npc was difficult to understand yep so i've toned those accents down
1: yep um sometimes players just don't have the funds to take care of you know copies of things or extra dice or whatever Maybe they just, you know, I assure you someone at your table will have a giant bag of dice these days. Exactly. And probably will will be willing to share some of those dice out at times. Yeah, we're not salty with you for not
0: bringing dice because you didn't bring dice. We're salty because you have dice. Mm -hmm. You can bring your dice. You just didn't. Right. Okay, if you don't have something or something like that, or if you can't afford it or whatever, or if you lost it tragically in a fire, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if, if something is impeding you from it, that's fine. Yeah, just just ask. Yep, yep. We, we all got plenty of dice. Yep, you know? yep. Whatever. You you lost your book. You lost your character sheet. Something like that. Something happened. I mean, look, I might be a little salty. Like, try to be more careful, please. Yeah, like, but come on, you know, stuff happens. It does. It does. It's okay. Yep, yep. Um, I see. Uh, you know, like pausing before things get blown out of out of.
1: Yes. Proportion. Yes. Just big thing. being that adult in the room to be able to help people or recognizing within yourself, it's time to pause. Yeah. Listening for that breath and going, this breath needs to be longer than 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, And so, so stopping them before they can get escalated into, you know, hurtful statements and such like that. And then, you know, like we were talking about earlier, once you identify those breakdown points, mm-hmm. see what can be done to address them. Um, I mean, you know, you're, like like we said earlier, your work stress boiled over, but it boiled over in a situation because planning was getting out of hand, right? And so, I mean, we there's only so much we can do about the work, but the planning we can address. Yep, you definitely, know, definitely, definitely. If that's a stress point, by all means, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but but like you know, players get grumpy when they don't don't eat. Mm -hmm. Have snacks, planning sessions, getting out of hand, streamline your planning sessions, find a way to limit the amount of time and value everybody's input. Uh, Somebody come into game with baggage already. Take some pregame time to check your players. Like, okay guys, how are we doing? Does anybody need to blow off some steam for 20 minutes before we get going here? You know, so that you can just vent and be cool about it once we, once dice at the table.
1: Yeah. It's amazing what you can do if you just let somebody roll for like a half an hour on letting them go. Yeah. While you're preparing something or or doing something else. You
0: might get a little behind schedule, but I guarantee your gaming will be much better for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. For just letting them get that Steam out. Steam reviews Valve. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: No, it it definitely helps. Um and and when it's all said and done, remember to come back. Remember to make it to bring everything back together. Don't encourage people to come back even as another player. Like don't just walk away. That it's only going to make things worse. You know, whether it was a horrific situation and maybe, maybe someone does need to leave the table, don't make that the end of it. Make the reconciliation and recognition and work through what really happened at the table. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and you know, I would say also as a storyteller, you know, uh, especially if you're not part of the conflict and you're trying to mediate between your players, encourage them to focus on that common goal. You know, um, to 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 work together. Essentially, it's 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 almost it's almost like putting. You know, you you see those pictures of uh, of uh, the 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 get along shirt. Of uh, the the two kids jammed inside of one of Dad's T shirts mm-hmm. together, so yep. that- <laughs> they they're forced. This this is our get along shirt. You know, you, you can kind of do that in a gaming standpoint mm-hmm. of like, okay, uh, who's taking first watch? Okay, uh, Rigar and Theodane, you're on watch together. Yeah, talk. Yeah, what do you talk about during this watch in this quiet night? Yeah, and now there's a moment where you do yep. have to role play, and it pulls you out of your personal conflict yep. and back into, hopefully hopefully pulls you out of your personal conflict and
1: pulls you back into world. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it doesn't work out, but for the most part, if you, if you can just take a minute, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You'll exactly. be really surprised and it makes you better in the end. Um, there were some interesting things uh, through my research that I found. Uh, and one of them, a couple of them came right off of Reddit and I think it was beautiful. And, and there was a comment that had been talking about, um, Regardless of of how you feel uh about games and relationships and the the way things in the philosophy and and how people uh are either selfish or 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 societally different when we come to, he said, quote when we come to the d d table the goal of uh, of making sure that other people are there to have as much fun as you do, and everyone uh is playing that way then it's impossible to consi- uh, to consistently have the wrong kinds of tension in your game. Yeah. So it's it's the whole do on to others as you'd have do on to you in the gaming sense. Yeah. Just- if make sure everyone, including you, is enjoying the game. Yeah. And if everybody's working toward that you're not going to have that tension.
0: We we talk a lot about the assumption of friendship, mm-hmm. and this is really where it comes down yeah. to: is, is is everybody at your table is assumed to be your friend? Yep. You want what is best for them. You want them to have fun. Yep,
1: yep. And everybody it, is a GM in that story. Everyone's if, a storyteller. Yeah. If you just approach
0: all all of your issues with that in mind, that this is this is my brother, this is my sister, this is my sibling, you know, to to keep that in mind, that you know, and their best interest is in mind. Yeah, you're going to do great.
1: And another part of it was that, uh, and that comes up a lot, is that there's a lot of burden that sits on the DM's shoulders. Mm -hmm. As a player, the best thing you can do is help them in any way. Yeah. They're they're taking the time to craft, build stuff, pull things together, sometimes host at their location, present everything in a meaningful way, be prepared for craziness to happen, and still present the story. They're not required to do that job. Mm Mm-hmm. They are not required to be your entertainment source. They're not getting paid for this. I mean, sometimes they are. But it's a rarity. In most cases, they're just another friend who's taken that seat to make your day better and enjoy something. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Except that you have to be responsible for paying that forward back to them and saying, I'm going to help. And the way I'm going to help is... I'm going to make my part of my session that much better. I'm going to help everyone else. Enjoy this. I'm
0: going to be part of the solution.
1: That's right. Yep. I think it's one of the hardest things for players to recognize because there are so many selfish stories out there. So many. Yeah. So we have some good questions. though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We do have some good questions. Uh, so we're gonna start off with uh with Overwatch. Overwatch asks, what is the best way to make sure that the adversarial relationship between the NPCs and player characters does not end up feeling like an adversarial relationship between the DM and the players themselves? So how do we keep in character from spilling into out of character? Um, is as I as of what I'm reading
1: this question to be. I think the biggest thing that's worked for me is communication. Yep, and it's it's a balance of 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 connective npcs and disconnected like i've been in games where basically every single npc that we communicate with is either out to get us or not there to help us and it's always a struggle like everything is a struggle oh yeah yeah absolutely. and it does feel like the dm's basically against you at that point on the other hand i tend to run games where i have heroes and villains both within my group within my npc rosters yep these are people who some of these people are going to be great friends and the other people are just going to be these horrific you know monsters and sometimes there's going to be some great people who are just kind of doing their own thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so that it's never truly that level but your villains you're going to communicate afterward about and saying like hey did you guys like him do you hate him do you really hate him okay I'm glad yeah. you guys hate them, and and you're cheering them on through the hate. Right, right, right.
0: I, you know? I think I think that's that's probably one of the big important takeaways is to be fans of your players. Yeah. Um. And so when they when you know build your villain up, sure, but then when they when they in some way thwart the villain mm-hmm. or insult the villain or yeah. you know get one up on him yeah. in one way or another, you know be a fan of that. Yeah. Cheer that on. Reward yeah. that with an inspiration or a Benny token or a yep. fate chip or something. You know. Yep. Um, and, and, and let them know that you are enjoying their conflict with the villain rather than just enjoying their suffering at the hands of exactly, the villain. Exactly, exactly. Um, the yeah. other, the other one I would say too is, uh, make sure that you're checking in with your players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we mentioned this in our, um, character versus character conflict. Yes. Episode. Yes. Of sometimes you just need to break from the RP. Yeah. If you're reading a little bit of like too much genuine emotion, you know, especially negative emotion, break RP and just say, "Hey, we're we're cool, right? Yeah. Like, you you understand this is just the villain talking and not me, yeah. right? Like, yeah, no, no, we're 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 cool. Okay, cool. Game yep. on. Yep, yep, yep. But just just that real quick check in can be a, everything you need,
1: a, a savior.
0: Because God forbid you get you get a
1: what? No, I yeah. thought I thought you were really
0: mad at me. No, 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 not no. Least.
1: It's it's cool. Let's recalibrate. No, I know. think it's perfect. Uh, Knox had one. It seems more like party conflicts come from the good old-fashioned battle of good versus evil. Sometimes, strange as it sounds, uh, players don't see uh, some of the choices they make as evil when they clearly are. Does it make sense that maybe Game Zero you kind of explain the taboo actions to players and maybe have established a way that certain player types, good or evil, or even the party, why the party's together? Or just let it happen organically as the campaign goes on? I don't think um, so. We we talk a lot about the 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 importance of session zeros. Yes,
0: um, and and don't get me wrong. I think session zeros are super important, mm-hmm. and I think laying ground rules and expectations and stuff that during session zero is uh, likewise super important. What I'm going to say though is that um, session zero shouldn't be the only place that you um, that you reinforce these expectations. Right. I've seen so many times in horror stories where things go off the rails in game session like four or five or Mm -hmm. six or whatever and the response is well we discussed this in session zero
1: yeah no it needs to be reminded you you
0: should know well first off yeah we might have discussed it in session zero Mm -hmm. and we might have agreed to it in session zero and now it's happening and now it's uncomfortable but like first off me saying i'm uncomfortable with this should be enough for us to at least have a discussion about it. Right, right. Whether anything changes or not, you can't just be like you agreed the
1: contract is signed you're bound right and i and i think there's something to be said for the gray areas and gray moralities of certain games and themes but mm-hmm. getting the theme right and encouraging the theme yeah and re- reiterating the theme for the first couple of sessions to get them comfortable with where they're at is a huge yes. part of that yes you know you, you you i don't think it's a negative thing for new role players in a new setting to remind them of what is good and what is bad because like one of the things in 7C is De- killing someone is a terrible thing. Duels happen all the time, but it's never a duel to
0: the death. Yeah, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. Like, my, my character in your 7C game has a real stigma because she assassinated somebody. She
1: assassinated somebody. Like, straight pulled up. out...
0: There they, they were pirates trying to board our ship. They meant to kill us all. They did. So I pulled out my rifle, and before their, before their, uh, their bosun or whatever yep. ever got on our ship, I put a musket ball in his head. Yep. Ended him. Split his wig right in half. And that whole group. And that, and everybody on both sides went, Ooh. what did you do? I'm like, I shot the man trying to kill me. What's the issue? Nope. And I'll tell you straight up, Sarah didn't understand the issue either. Yeah. It... To, to this day, I still kind of don't. Yeah. But, but you established that it was wrong in-game. Yep. And so I mean I ex- I accept that it was wrong and like this is not Sarah taking a moment to jab no, no. at you and be yeah. like w- 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 what the hell
1: but but yeah no yeah. it happens no it does and it does even even in seasoned games you you may not catch what you're doing is wrong but sometimes it takes a recognition like that that everybody goes, "Whoa!" Yeah. It, it does take some constant. So it it takes a
0: little, a fair mix of constant reinforcement and repercussions when it happens.
1: We may be murder hobos, but never babies. Right, right, oh. right, right, right. Like who does that kind of a thing?
0: So our next show is uh, is going to be another one of our system spotlights. Yep. It's the second Wednesday of the uh, of the month, so we are once again dipping our, our, our toes into that. We are going to be talking about Star Wars RPG, both the Fantasy Flight and the West End Games version yeah, as Yeah. Well. Some fun with it it's it's seen some evolutions so you can find us on twitter at st underscore conclave on instagram st underscore conclave listen to us live every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time on mixlr.com slash storyteller dash conclave and join us up on the discord you can find the link up on our uh twitter as well as on our website Uh, StorytellerConclave.com.
1: We'd like to thank our uh, Patreon members who help us keep this show going week after week. Especially our name members, Knox in the Box, Sam, the Arcane Asylum, Sparkle Motion Veteran, and HuluVoo. We truly appreciate you. Come join us on our Patreon and help us keep going with this. Our pre-show music you might have heard was by Arcane Anthems. You can find that at patreon.com slash arcaneanthems. I highly recommend them. Our intro music is Beyond the Warriors by Geefrog. You can find that at geefrog.bandcamp.com or on Google Music. And our outro music, which you're hearing now, is only our footprints in in the Sand by Midair Machine. You can find that at freemusicarchive.org. Uh,
0: and a big shout out as always to our families, Vicki and Sean. Happy birthday once Happy again, birthday, Sean. Happy Sean. Uh, our friends who've sat with us at our tables all these years to give us these good and bad stories to tell you. And you, every single one of our listeners, we love you so much.
1: Love you guys. Good night. Good night.